This is Classic Business. Breakfast with MoneyWeb. Arabile Gumede and Nastasia Aronsa on Classic 1027. Seven minutes after seven, uh, we do have Chantal Marks, who's from F&B Wealth and Investment. And we're joined on the live by Jamil Amaruzi, Global Head of Currency Strategy at FXTM. Uh, Jamil, let's start off with you. We kicked off the week with some optimism following uh, the announcement by President Trump late on Sunday that he will delay the U.S. increase on Chinese tariffs, which were scheduled for March 1st. Since that news, how is the global market and and the picture looking right now? Thank you very much for having me on FXTM as always. So yes, financial markets were certainly in a celebration mood yesterday. The Chinese and Shanghai Composite, the Shanghai Composite Index advanced over 5%. You had a lot of emerging market currencies globally that were stronger against the US dollar. And also you had a stronger risk appetite generally. So you saw a lot of different global stock markets moving higher in momentum. Again, that was good for emerging market sentiment. The South African rand moved over 1.3% at one stage. What investors really want to see now is whether this so-called sign-in summit, which is what Trump called for before he left Vietnam last night for the next summit with the North uh, North Korean leader later this week, what that means for financial markets. Because a sign-in summit suggests to investors and suggests to everybody else that a trade deal was closed, which is fantastic for risk sentiment. It's fantastic for the global economy because this means it's a long-standing issue that has left financial markets very erratic and very much anxious should hopefully be closed door. Speaking of anxious, uh, on the Brexit side of things, uh, UK Prime Minister Theresa May is not really winning on uh, on her side of things. What's Brexit looking like, uh, you know, in terms of them getting at least a chance of delaying something on that front? Brexit's still a very, very misty cloud. That's all we can say. Um, Brexit remains very unclear. Nobody really knows what's happening, despite March 29th only being a couple of weeks away. The latest suggestion is that the Labour Party will today make a call, at least, that there should be a second referendum, that Theresa May probably is going to be left needing to push back the uh, March 29th day into at least May. That's what the news reports. So again, we've seen a lot of movement in the British pound. British pound's moving higher because investors generally are thinking that Brexit will not happen or if it will happen, it won't happen as early as next month, which again is good for risk sentiment and is another reason why the South African rand can move a little bit higher based on markets no longer being so worried about a no-deal Brexit at the end of next month. But what I would say is that investors need to take everything with a pinch of salt when it comes to Brexit because things can change very quickly. Chantal, I'm going to bring you into this conversation. Uh, local market performance uh, yesterday, what was your take on it? Yeah, I mean, so we saw the RAND uh, strengthen by quite a bit. And unfortunately, in the South African context, a stronger RAND is not necessarily good for local markets. It's good for certain pockets of the local market. So we saw some really strong performances from most of the banks as, lo- as well as the retailers. Uh, whereas on the RAND hedge side, those stocks slipped back a little bit and resources came under pressure despite 
uh, rising commodity prices um, across the board. Um, in particular, platinum miners were quite weak despite the platinum price increasing by 3% yesterday. Mm. So the stronger rand really weighing on sentiment in the resources sector. Perhaps also investors uh, taking the opportunity to take some profit um, in, pre- in the precious metal space. So a mixed day, but yeah. net net, the rand hedges are bigger than the SA Inc. shares. So we ended down on the day. All right. We also had uh, some results. Uh, Supergroup, uh, Liberty Two Degrees, Sasol. Which one of those did you manage to get a look at? So I managed to look at most of them, <laughs> um, but I think that the the late afternoon um, was dominated by Supergroup's results, mm-hmm. and they were actually quite good. Yeah. So I mean, relative to what we've seen out of um, some of the other logistics players, they've printed a really solid. A set of results. Headline earnings per share up 12.3%, revenue up 8.2%. Both of those numbers were ahead of market expectations. They managed to improve their operating margin as well, which in a highly competitive environment is very commendable. They said that their supply chain Africa business uh, benefited from an improvement in kind of commodity-led logistics. Mm. And it does tie in with kind of a narrative of green shoots emerging in the in the South African uh, commodity space, where we are actually seeing production starting to ramp up, exports starting to improve, and this business is benefiting from that. Um, also very interesting was their dealerships, uh, South Africa numbers. So yeah. there they saw revenue come under a lot of pressure, but they've actually rejigged their business model in Mercedes-Benz, and they've managed to increase margin in that dealership business, which is not something we've seen out of any sort of motor vehicle dealership in a very long time. So a pretty solid showing from them. There is still weakness mm-hmm. um, in Australia in particular and in consumer facing logistics in South Africa. But overall, it's an encouraging result. When it comes to um, Sasol, a few months ago, a couple of months ago, they was concerned that the Lake Charles project was going to have more overruns and Yesterday, they published their numbers, some saying that, you know, they're a little bit softer than they expected them to be. What's the concern for you when it comes to Sasol, even though the CEO said that they said that they are on top of the project and everything seems to be going okay for now? Well, the concern right now is that no one trusts what the CEO and what management says. Um, There's been a bit of a, there's now a bit of a distrust around management targets, particularly relating to to Lake Charles, and also distrust again Mm -hmm. on their ability to allocate capital um, in a in a productive way. So. It all depends on whether or not Louisiana will be on time now, because any further delays or budget overruns um, will see investors kind of leaving the stock behind. I mean, this isn't uh, this has happened before. I mean, every single time uh, there's a delay at Louisiana, the stock gets sold off. Um, But I think that investors are really um, tiring of this story now. All right, Jamil, back to you. Uh, News or information that you're going to be keeping an eye on throughout the week? Well, we've got two major events this week. You've got the summit in Vietnam between U.S. President Donald Trump and also the North Korean leader. So we're going to see what happens there. And also you've got a few testimonies from the Federal Reserve Chair, Jerome Powell, where markets will be looking for a little bit more clarity over where the Federal Reserve stand 
when it comes to central bank optimism. Generally speaking, we do believe the U.S. trade tensions or the trade optimism as it is now is going to continue weighing on financial markets. Investors will want some more clarity over when the sign-in summit will happen or what the sign-in summit really means. Generally speaking, that's going to be the next catalyst towards any more risk appetite markets, which would mean stronger, stronger stock markets, better risk appetite, and of course, emerging market currencies can gain from that as well. Well, thank you so much for your time this morning. That's Jamil Ahmed, who's the Global Head of Currency Strategy at FXTM. We still have Chantal Marx, who's from F&B Wealth and Investment throughout the show.